When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs is sponsored by AAA Heating and Air. Their premier HVAC company in the Midlands is growing. Are you a top HVAC technician? AAA Heating and Air is looking for dedicated applicants to fill their fast-growing service department with top-notch HVAC technicians. If you're the best, then they want you. If you're ready to stop working and start a career, you can earn up to $100,000 plus a year at AAA Heating and Air. Quality candidates will have at least two years' experience and a good driving record. Benefits include top industry salaries, commission on service and unit sales, set call limits, company-provided take-home vehicle and gas card, company-provided cell phone and tablet, health, dental, and vision benefits, 401k retirement plan with company match and scaled PTO based on length of service. Contact Roy and Dana Finley at 803-677-1500 or check out their job postings on Facebook or ZipRecruiter. Triple A air when you need us. Triple A heating and air. The Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Firemen, with Chris Clark. The 2007 South Carolina class was, at that time, sixth in the country and fourth in the SEC, which is amazing. West Mitchell. You know, I think if you're South Carolina, you're you're aiming to, to at least be at 50%. Then in theory, you're adding talent, you're getting better, you're putting yourself in a position to compete. And Tyler Head. It's been a great week for South Carolina. On the recruiting front, still certainly plenty to talk about. On the home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. All right, and welcome into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler West and Chris along with you. Broadcasting live from Gold Line Framing, 511 12th Street in West Columbia. We've been out here all morning long. Thanks again to Nikki Minori for hanging out with us for the uh, Garnet Trust Hour. Still have baseball tickets to give away. Got gift certificates for Gold Line Framing. So come out and see us again out here until noon, right across the street from Zesto in West Columbia. So come out and grab some uh, cool prizes and uh, check out what gold line framing has to offer and thank you so much to them for allowing us to be out here for today's show uh, guys the rain finally subsiding so they can stay that way hopefully we can get game one in tonight between south carolina and tennessee obviously a huge series for both teams wrapping up the regular season and uh, once you're in this series this weekend you jump right into hoover at the beginning of next week yeah i mean we've talked about the final push I feel like for a month and a half, the the final push is here. And so this is obviously a massive series for them. And I I think, you know, I look at it from both sides. Obviously, they didn't want to have this sort of stumble that they've been in the last, what, three, three and a half weeks. But at the same time, I think if you told the staff, if you told the fans, hey, you'll go into this final week. If you win this series, if you maybe win a game in Hoover, you're going to have a chance to be a top 16 host. Most people probably would have signed for that. Uh, Now, they got to go perform this week. I feel like you've kind of – we talked about that buffer they had built by winning so many games early on. I feel like the buffer is gone. Like, they've eaten away at it. you got to take two of three from Tennessee this weekend. Talking to Colin earlier, 
it sounds like a fairly evenly matched series. Like I, I think one team will probably win two or three. I don't think it'll be a sweep either way. So it's going to come down to Carolina. Can they execute? And they have played better at home. So we'll see what happens this weekend. But clearly a massive, massive weekend. In Tennessee, I think you pointed this out last week, and it's been talked about a lot since then, bad on the road. Tennessee has not been a very good road team. South Carolina, of course, their rotation, their pitching, really everything. that The bat, the hits, the hitting has gotten back a little bit on the right track. You know, you even you know, pitching against Arkansas was a lot better. Charlotte game, you, you scored enough runs, and you looked at the approach, and I think you felt a little bit better about it. But they need to be able to put every, everything together. The, the entire picture has to come together, and that's really, I think, guys, been the biggest issue, right? You go to Arkansas, you get quality starts from your starters, you do a great job of holding back an offense that's been really good this season, one of the best teams in the country, but your bats go cold, right? The Charlotte game, you get the bats back on the right track, the pitching lets you down. Not only the starts you got, you had some bad innings, your relievers are not what they typically have been. You look at Chris Veach. So you got to put everything together at once, and that's been really tough you know, for them lately. But what was, here's a question I have. What, what's the difference in this weekend? We, we know kind of the potential consequences of losing, right? Like losing the series or getting swept, which would be the worst-case scenario. But is there a big difference in winning two and winning the series or getting a sweep? Does that give you some additional leverage maybe going into going into then of course it depends on what you do going into hoover as well now getting the sweep would get you to that you know 40 win total which we know is obviously a very very big deal as as far as jumping up in the rankings i don't know what how big of a difference one game over the other would make but nevertheless winning the series of vital importance for south carolina to stay in that um you know top 16 seating there but i don't know you got to factor in all the things they put in the rpi and so on and so forth uh i I don't know if that extra game makes that big of a difference at the end of the day or not probably not a ton um and i mean the rpi for the most part kind of is what it is at this point i think there's so much data that's already in there i don't know how much you can even how much wiggle room there is but i mean i i just look at tonight if they get to play hopefully they do i think you got to win game one and uh, as much as has happened to this team the last few weeks they got to have something positive to build off of and the fan base you can feel the pressure of the fan and the fans are great don't get me wrong but you can feel that pressure starting to beat down and you know they need something to cheer about going into the next two games and that stadium over there is a completely different vibe when things are going well versus when fans are kind of sitting there waiting on the next bad thing to happen so if you are going into game two and three of the series knowing you have to win them both to win the series that uh i mean i guess it goes without saying but more than ever i i think that's a tough situation, whereas maybe you start to feel a little bit better about yourself if you can start this series. Because remember at the beginning of the year, they were winning all the game ones, it felt like, of the series. Now they're winning most all their games anyway. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, and baseball is such a funny game. Like, it, you, can, you can look like the worst team that's ever suited up one day. And then all of a sudden, something can click. Something can get going again, and you can look back like you know, like yourself. And I watch. I talk about this all the time. I watch professional baseball all the time. I probably watch 150 games a year. The the professional athletes can look like they've never picked up a baseball for a couple of days, and then they snap out of it. So if you're Carolina, you don't know what that looks like. You don't know what the catalyst is to help you snap out of it. But it can happen. The season has not been written yet. The finish of this year has not been written. There is still time. 
but I feel like you're kind of you're running into the time where it, it has to happen now. And with starting pitching, you're going to have Eli Jones getting the starting game one. Hopefully it does happen tonight, much like he did last weekend. Opposed to last weekend, though, where you had already announced that Jones and Becker would be your first game and your third game starter. They're leaving the second two games open-ended, so that gives you the opportunity to use Mahoney and uh, Becker out of the bullpen should you need them. And we talked about this with Colin earlier. It's an all-hands-on-deck approach to try and get that first game to go in your favor so you're not playing behind from the rest of the weekend. Yeah, not to put too much pressure on, on just one player, right? But but Eli Jones, you need the type of start from him like he turned in at Arkansas. I mean, that, that's the bottom line. And, look, you, you, could, you can win baseball games, as we know, in a variety of different ways. It could be that, you know, maybe Jones doesn't have his best start or maybe they have a rough inning where you give up three runs, four runs, even if it's a reliever in there. And the bats pick you up, right? They they need, like Wes said, something good to happen, and they they might not have to put together a complete performance, but they're overall for the series they're going to have to you know put all the different pieces together. But I, th- I think it starts tonight with Jones. I totally agree with Wes that you really need to win Game One, and when you're searching for that catalyst to be able to win this series, I think it just starts tonight. You need to go through, have a few clean innings. Put some zero, you know, keep Tennessee from putting up runs early. That's something they've struggled with is getting jumped on early in some of these series as of late. Even, you know, you look at Charlotte, you look at the Kentucky game, you look at the Arkansas series. They got jumped on early at times during this uh, rough stretch. You need to go put some zeros up on the board from a pitching standpoint. And then, you know, need to get some key hits, maybe a long ball or two early and kind of build some confidence in game one. I love that we saw it at Eli Jones last week. Five innings pitched. Four hits, uh, only walked two guys, struck out ten. And, you know, I feel like in this league, a lot of times you think of your your ace guy, your Friday night guy, Thursday in this case, as being that guy like what Paul Skeen for LSU, just dominant ace stuff, um, you know, where really they're overwhelming as far as their velocity and their, uh, their out pitches. However, we've seen, I mean, look at South Carolina when they made their run. Uh, there's a we're number one world college world series um old uh newspaper right there well blake cooper back then is not a guy you would have said had overwhelming stuff but your friday guy sometimes can just be that guy that just pitches well and uh he I, i think you look at eli last week he was spotting up all of his pitches he looked confident he looked in control he looked to me like a guy that can go into situations like tonight and pitch very, very well. So to me, sometimes being the Friday guy, the game one guy, is just as much about mentality as anything. And they they may have found something with Eli Jones. I know they didn't win game one last week, but I got a feeling he can kind of replicate that this week. And if so... That really, I, I think, sets them up uh, pretty well for this series. And one thing that can play to the Gamecocks' advantage is uh, Tennessee's best hitter, Jared Dickey, who leads the team with a three fifty two batting average and 12 home runs, did injure his shoulder sliding into home against Kentucky in Game 2 of their uh, series last weekend. He sat out Game 3. Tennessee ends up losing that game 10 to nothing, so definitely a factor of him missing on the offense there. And We talked to Colin a little bit earlier on in the morning. No update on his, him as of yet. Probably going to try to go, but probably not at 100%. Yeah, and I mean, if you're South Carolina, you certainly don't want to ever root for the opposition to, to not have somebody available, particularly when you, you look at what happened to this team. But, you know, you, you need, frankly, at this point, you need, you need some things to go your way, right? And one of those is not having any additional injuries on this team. If somebody else is not available for the opposition, great, right? 
I think a couple other things that come to mind for the this series, you know, I know we talked yesterday about Ethan Petrie, and Wes was kind of diving into some of the minutia of the at-bat that he had where he took a pitch and hit it for a double, ended up scoring, you know, later. That was a big at-bat, a big hit. And, you know, you got to hope for Petrie and for this Gamecock baseball team that maybe he's got some confidence building back up, right? He kind of come back down to earth a little bit. He had a couple hits, I think, in that game against Charlotte, even though South Carolina didn't win. And I pointed out yesterday, guys, it's been eight games since he's hit a home run. That's his longest stretch, you know, that he's gone. I think there's been a couple other stretches this season where, you know, he's gone like five games without hitting one. This team, I won't, I won't say they've lived and died by the long ball, right? But certainly when you look at statistically, they've been one of the best in the country at hitting home runs. They need Petri, I think, to get back to that form and maybe do it early and do it in game one. Yeah, and I think you just hope the kid can relax because yep. you can tell from his body language at the plate he is feeling it. He is taking on the way of the world, and it should. As much as he is important to this lineup, he shouldn't have to feel all the pressure to carry the eight other guys. So I, I mm-hmm. think yeah, it, it was a different lineup when he was going well. But part of the reason for that was all the guys were going pretty well around him, and it kind of snowballed from there. Uh, I mean, you can just—it's it, almost—I don't want to say it's uncomfortable watching him, but just it's you feel bad for him because every every strike you can almost feel like uh his emotions are on his sleeve so you know we had him in for garnet trust hour phenomenal dude so humble like kind of carries himself um you know without that air of i'm better than everybody else like i'm the best freshman um you know arguably right up there with that georgia guy in the sec but doesn't carry himself like that at all was just as humble laid back nice of a dude as uh, you could possibly meet so you know you hope for him personally he can get it back going but i think it's more about just taking a deep breath relaxing getting back to doing what he was doing but i think we have seen signs of that even at arkansas he had a ball he hit that was right up against the wall depending on the stadium we're probably we might we don't even have that stat <laughs> streak, it, yeah, yeah it, it would have been out so he did that against arkansas had a couple big hits on tuesday so maybe Petrie's starting to get back into what he was doing earlier. And I think part of that, too, I mean, to, to help him and, and really the rest of the lineup out, right? Because it, it, I don't think most of the guys are hitting with the level of confidence that they had early in the season. He, he's a, obviously a really good example of that lately. But this, I think, is, is a reason why, you know, you don't want to walk out of the, the first inning and Tennessee's put up three runs, right? And then you're coming to bat. And now you've got the weight on your wor- of, of the world on your shoulders again because, okay, we're down. I've got to make something happen here. And, oh, we're, we're in this streak now. And, oh, it's a must-win series for us, right? So you need to get off to a really good start from a pitching standpoint. And I think, guys, another thing, I, I failed to say this earlier, they've, they've got to make sure that they do the small things right, right? You don't want to walk away from this series saying, well, well they outplayed Tennessee, but the errors, right? Vanderbilt, that's, that was kind of the story of that one. Um, the other night, we're after the Charlotte game, close game, two-run game, what was a big storyline in that one? Sending Messina, right? So you don't want to walk away from this weekend talking about things like that. Um, but, again, that goes back to kind of the big picture. I think I, we, we've dove into it pretty deep now. It, well, you got to pitch well. you got to hit well. you got to do the small things. Obviously, you have to do those. But those are all things that 
if you look at the individual games, it's been one of those issues. Sometimes it's been all three of them. Game game one coming up tonight at 7 o'clock. Weather permitting, it's stopped raining right now, but we'll see what it does for the rest of the day. Uh, pre-game coverage starting at 6.45 right here on 107.5. The game you guys brought up, Ethan Petrie. In fact, for the next person that comes down to gold line framing, we have a signed Ethan Petrie shirt. Just walk in, say, hey, give me the Ethan Petrie shirt, and it is all yours here at 511 12th Street in West Columbia, broadcasting live from Gold Line Framing. It's the Garnet Trust Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs on 107.5 The Game. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Firemen, with Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head, on your home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. And welcome back in to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on 1075 Game. Tyler West and Chris, along with you, broadcasting live from Gold Line Framing, 511 12th Street in West Columbia, right across the street from Zesto. Been hanging out here all morning long. We'll be here until noon. We got baseball tickets. We got gift certificates to the store. We got an Ethan Petrie t-shirt for the next person that comes in and wants it. So much cool stuff happening out here at Gold Line Framing. And we are lucky to be joined right now by the owner of Gold Line Framing, Kendall Walsh. Uh, and this is such a cool store and we've been taking in everything that uh, we've been seeing all morning long. Yeah, Kendall, uh, welcome in. This is Kendall's second time on the show. Last time, did y'all know that South Carolina was about to play Tennessee in football? Ooh. Yes. Now they're about to play them in baseball. So we know what happened last time. Kendall, have you brought the good luck again this time? <laughs> Gamecock fans would love for you to say yes. I certainly hope so. <laughs> Are you picking South Carolina this weekend? Oh, no question. Sweep or two out of three? Sweep, baby. Okay, I thought you might go that way. thought you might go. <laughs> but I, I believe her. I believe her. I, I think Carolina's <laughs> going to play good this weekend. Kendall, thanks for having us out. Thanks for the spread. We're again at Gold Line Framing. Kendall, if I'm a Gamecock fan and I'm walking in here and I'm going to buy something, I'm going to get some brownie points too. I'm going to buy something for my wife to go on the wall. <laughs> Where are you pointing me? What, what are my options if I'm a Gamecock fan looking for something nice to add to the house? I, I know you got several different things, but what direction are you pointing me? Well, it depends on if you're a Gamecock grad. We have some great diplomas that we can diploma frames we can make for you we have some in store already ready made and then we also have some great watercolors we have pictures of williams bryce both framed and prints that you can customize the frame yourself here at gold line we actually cut the frames ourselves we cut the glass the mats all of that we cut it ourselves here in store so we can sell you something from our gallery that might be perfect in your space or create it by you coming in and choosing a frame out that you would like in your home or office so basically i can pick whatever i want i can bring it in here and i can be like y'all make this look better (laughs) and then i hand it to you and then i come back and it looks better yes chris pretty much nailed it no i was i was telling kendall too before we started the show this morning that um like it's hard to find good framing i'm serious like it's hard to find somebody that can do it well at a good price but they also have i mean it's hard to go into a place that has stuff like this awesome picture of williams bryce or some of these watercolors that are already framed who who's the artist on the watercolor that is grace langdon art and she's local oh yeah yeah. we'll give her a shout out too because those 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 actually caught my eye i've seen you've put those on your instagram as well i've seen you uh promoting them with the reels i think and photos on there um 
That's Gold on Framing SC yes. on Instagram. Uh-huh. Uh, but those are awesome, and I, I'm sure if there's like a Clemson fan, you could probably help we them out too. Well. But I noticed those are like hidden in the back somewhere. <laughs> I think, but uh, those, those are awesome, and I feel like very unique. I'm yes. always looking for things that you know Gamecock fans can enjoy but aren't just the same as everything else you see absolutely and she actually offers we have cocktail mm-hmm. napkins that feature her work tea towels we have a variety of items from grace and uh she goes by gracie but yeah she we like to support local here um as we mentioned we you know we do a lot of things ourselves in in store and we like to feature other local uh businesses as well whether they be artists whatnot you know i feel like so the store kind of has um a couple of different distinct things like you can be in here as a Gamecock fan or just you have your art gallery back here as well so if you're a sports person you're kind of looking for something from that standpoint you have those options but um, what do y'all have in terms of art and uh, you have a full gallery on basically the other wall here so we have some canvases that were done by Dawn Caldwell she's another local artist we have some that are done by Jeff Weiss another local artist his work we've actually framed his canvases Dawn's are frameless we have um, some other artwork that is has a glass in the front you know the typical custom framing that's ready to purchase Um, we do have a little bit of home decor but we try to focus on the custom framing here. Um, and like we mentioned, we have Gracie's. We actually are going to start framing some of hers too. But we like to leave it up to the customer to fit their space based on the, the frames we have here. One thing I love, Chris, about Gamecock Nation is I do feel like people will support other Gamecocks. And, uh, or at least they'll give you the chance to earn their business, mm-hmm. right? So. Uh, come on down. We still got some prizes, but even if you can't come today, um, when you have a moment, come out to go line framing. But Kendall, you used to obviously you're a Gamecock fan, but you worked with the Gamecock Club for several years, um, and you were Kendall Belk for part of that. Maybe all the, I don't know exactly when the you were telling us five years ago, right? Um, so I guess um, Gamecock supporting Gamecocks. Yes. Do you want? I mean, you're like hardcore Gamecock fan. <laughs> when we started getting Kendall, um, talking to her about being an advertiser, no, this was when uh, we were buying her house. Yes. Kendall would roll up and I would hear 107.5 <laughs> cut yep. off on the radio when she would show up. So you're hardcore Gamecock. So if anybody's listening and they want to support another Gamecock, that is you. Appreciate it. Yes. Yes. Yes, I was the first female assistant Gamecock club director. In athletics, I worked there for about nine and a half years before starting my real estate career. Um, it was hard to leave, but we were starting a family, and it just made more sense at the time. Still very close to those guys over there. We do a lot for the university, both on campus, athletics. Um, we try to support them in any way we can, from the president's office, like I said, special events. And we do everything from diplomas, jerseys, shadow boxes, you name it. We can do it here in store. So try to keep that. Um, but I do want to give a quick shout-out if I can. Go for it. My husband, Brandon Walsh, coaches for the Hammond baseball team, and they are hopefully going to play in the state championship game tonight. Um, so, And the athletics director over at Hammond is Jeff Barnes. Barnes. Yep. yep. So another Gamecock. Um, so go Skyhawks. He'll be bringing home tonight. And, and so this, uh, real quick, this is game three for yes. state championship. It is. And they are in it, but we'll see if it happens tonight weather because permitting. of weather. Yes. They'll pl- try to play tomorrow, I guess, if they can't. I would you would think, so, but, you would hope. Yeah. Well, that's I have to ask that, Barnes that question. Yeah, Barnes, <laughs> if you're listening, 
text one of us, uh, and that's at Cardinal Newman. It'll be because it's neutral. Yeah. Cardinal Newman tonight, six p.m. Shout out him. There's a lot of Gamecocks in the Hammond community. Lots of ham- yeah, lots of Gamecocks ties. Um, Kendall being another one. And shout out to Robert. He just came in and snagged an Ethan Petrie tee. Oh, there you go. Here at Goldline Framing, got it from. The wonderful Josh Yellman. We he appreciate got Robert it, for coming. He should have got it framed before he left. <laughs> he could have. That would have been a good Maybe he'll, yeah. he'll come back for that. He didn't have time today. Yeah, I will say, so there's a diploma over there on the wall. That's what I've been telling everybody about yes. for the most part. I've been focused on that when I do our ad reads during the show is, I mean, this is the perfect time. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Kendall Smith, who's on the show with Gamecock Central, um, she just graduated. I tried to get her as her going away gift a frame from here but she had already gotten one oh, like her some some family member had already gotten it but this would be perfect if you have a diploma if you just graduated or someone in your family is graduating or just graduated that would be a great gift i feel like absolutely bring it on in here are you a memorabilia collector like do you have any like treasured gamecock items somewhat yes H- have you gotten any of them framed or is it more like i have okay especially over the Wh- years and what's your best that's how I met uh, Lisa, who owned Goldline mm-hmm. before me. Is I did most of the donor gifts when I worked at Carolina. We got them, we got all of them framed here, and so then every once in a while I'd bring in a personal item as well. So I have a lot of memorabilia fa- framed at my house. You have a most treasured or favorite one. One of the coolest things, actually, an intern did for me. I managed up to sixteen interns at one time when I was at Carolina, and one of them had all of my game day badges framed. Oh, that's and cool. And I thought that was really cool. So. That is really cool. So, all right, Kendall. Um, I want to go back to the game this weekend. Yes. Can you give us a score prediction on these three South Carolina <laughs> baseball games? All like, three. No, I, I think so. Kendall, Kendall has promised me that Carolina's winning this weekend. Okay. So we're going to put her uh, prediction to the test. Okay. What's the score tonight? If we play. If we play. Let's go seven five. Seven five Gamecocks. All right. Next day. Let's go four one. Okay. And game Keep three. It. Shut them down. Um, let's make it six three. Okay. I like this. You heard it here. Yeah. We'll order, we'll order to that. Yeah. We we will get you know. That, if that holds true, I'm buying lottery tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You. Uh, so uh, I know where I was going to go. Um, when you were buying stuff from here yes. before as a customer, mm-hmm. were you sitting there thinking, oh, "I'm going to buy this joint"? one day Absolutely or how, not. how did all this happen <laughs> so i became really good friends with lisa from bringing our stuff you know from the university and personally here for for years i've known her for almost two decades and with that relationship i knew where she was in life she just welcomed her fourth grandchild last fall and she was getting to a place where she wanted to prioritize her family and i had just mentioned to her one day if you ever thought about selling the store i'd be interested and she called me last summer and said it's time so then I called my dear friend who's here with us, Joni James, um, known Joni for almost as long as Lisa. And I said, hey, how do you feel about running a frame shop for me? And both of us came in um, right in January. We opened the store January 4th under the new ownership and hit the ground running. And between our contacts and our work ethic, I think we make a great pair. Um, Clyde Wren actually stopped by this morning to see us. He's a dear friend of both mine and Joni's, and the support we've had has been tremendous. But we hope to carry that customer service to that next level. Um, and we still have Lisa, the previous owner, on staff. She's our, our number one framer. So 
that's kind of how it came about. So and so Gold Line has been here for 20 years, basically. It's between Lisa and the previous owner before her, it's been here for over 20 years. Lisa had it for 17. And y'all are open Tuesday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 5:30 p.m. And then y'all are open on Saturday. Yes. So if you're in town for a game, uh, whether it's baseball series or this coming football season, if you're in town for a game and want to swing by before the football game, open 10 a.m. on Saturdays. Yep, 10 to 2. 10 to 2. So they can come by then. And uh, Kendall, thanks so much for joining us for a couple of minutes. Uh, definitely easy to tell you're a passionate Gamecock fan. And uh, as we were talking about, you come in here and get plenty of things Gamecock related to uh, hang on the walls of your home. So again, Goldline Framing, 511 12th Street here in West Columbia. Run to a timeout. Come back on the other side. Continue on with Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs on 107.5 The Game. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen. With Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head. On your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. All right, welcome back into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Here at 107.5 The Game. Tyler, Wes, and Chris hanging out. Until noon at Gold Line Framing, 511 12th Street in West Columbia. We got baseball tickets. We got gift certificates. We did give away the Ethan Petrie t-shirt to our guy Robert. So that's not lo- no longer available. But if you can get down here in the next 20 minutes or so, you can still grab some of these other great prizes. Uh, enjoyed our morning out here at Gold Line Framing. Tomorrow, guys, we are going to be just down the street at Firehouse Subs here in West Columbia. Yes, super excited about being at Firehouse Subs. Spicy Cajun chicken, guys. If you don't want to wait till tomorrow, go get it. Sub of the day. You can use the Rapid Rescue. Order online at firehousesubs.com or download the Firehouse Subs app. 14 different locations all around the Midlands. Looking forward to seeing our buddy Larry Chandler out there tomorrow. But, yeah, sub of the day today, $7.99 for a medium. Spicy Cajun chicken, firehousesubs.com, Rapid Rescue. By the way, if you can be here within 22 minutes... We also have Spencer Rattler signed mini helmet available. And you only have 21 minutes. 21 minutes now. You got to be here by noon. Um, It goes back in the case at noon, Mm. and we'll bust it out later on. But if you come by Gold Line Framing before noon, you can have signed Spencer Rattler Gamecock mini helmet uh, right here on location. Uh, in the last hour, we had Nikki Mawari hanging out with us for the Garnet Trust Hour. So much to unpack from our conversation with Nick. For one, very, very natural when it comes to the radio. Didn't seem nervous at all. And uh, gave, us, gave us a lot of great insight into you know what's going on with the South Carolina football program. And we were talking about this in the commercial break. Somebody just with a lot of self-confidence just has that swagger about him that you love to see in a student athlete. It was kind of interesting listening to Nick. And... He has a a way about himself to where he can be confident without sounding cocky almost. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's rare that a guy can tell you I'm the best basketball player on the team. I'm the fastest guy on the team. Uh, he didn't say I'm the best football player on the team, but y'all know what I mean. He like you probably he, would though. Well, he, well, I think it's one of those things where um, he's one of those guys that just carries himself like that. He plays like that. Uh, coming in as a freshman, he was not phased at all by coming in last year and having to just go out there and and play the first drive of the season basically and uh you know i i really respect people that can come across humble but self-confident at the same time and you can just tell he truly believes um in himself there's kind of an inner uh confidence there that is really cool to see he reminds me a lot 
in that regard of a guy that we talked about a lot and that he's been competing against this offseason in Juice Wells. Like, Juice mm-hmm. is a humble guy, right? But he is very confident in his abilities. And they even had similar answers, right? So we asked um, Nicky Minwari about guys that he went against last year. Who was the toughest? And he, he kind of took him a little bit. He, he came up with some guys. Who did he say? Brock Bowers was one. Chris Rodriguez was one. He kind of said, hey, it's kind of the I fear no man like mentality. And Juice Wells said a very similar thing. You're asking him about going against different corners, and he, I don't know, I, I don't really worry about any other corner. You know, I just do my own thing. So they're both very confident, but it's not in a cocky way. They, they don't have that type of disposition. They just, they carry themselves very confidently, and they both really believe in hard work. There's zero complacency with Nick Emanwari. There's zero complacency with Juice Wells. Let's recap. Nick, still the fastest guy on the team. He says, uh, how about the fact that he got off the training table and <laughs> threw his cleats on? Was I like, didn't know that. He's like, we're going to go do this right now to race A.B. And uh, he did beat him and look back at him. 50-yard race, he said he believes. He confirmed that. I would love to see them go on a 40-yard dash. I think it might have been even tighter. Um, so we learned that. We learned there has been some, at the very least, half-joking, probably not actually joking, talk about Dow Loggins trying to get Nick on offense for a couple plays. I don't see that actually happening. Not that <laughs> Nick couldn't do it, but I imagine Torian Gray will be like, no, not happening, uh, if he can help that. And we learned that uh, Nick absolutely would be in his own starting five mm-hmm. basketball. Put Marcellus Dial in there. That was a new one. What else? That's my that's my rundown, I feel like. And he's been in Texas working out yep. with some NFL guys. I thought that was... Micah Parsons, Chris Vaughn, cool. who just got... Reduce Vaughn. I'm sorry. Micah Parsons, Vaughn, and um, who was the other one? The uh, I can't remember. Not Justin Jefferson. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. There you go. Yeah. I knew it was an LSU receiver. Thank you, Josh Yellman, for the assist there. Good company there. Oh, yeah. Dip- absolutely. Different body types, different guys. But Nick, you know, also, <laughs> he's a different type of guy from an athletic standpoint. I, I couldn't take my mind off of the, the, like, he just sprung that Dowell Loggins thing on us. And I'm trying to, like, gather more information. All right, was he serious when he said it? Was he joking? Well, he brought it up more than I, once. I know it's going to come up the next time Dow Loggins gets to speak to the media. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Shane Beamer, next welcome home tour stop for Shane Beamer. Yes. I, I, don't, think, I don't think he's going to be too keen on that. The question or the idea? Maybe neither. <laughs> the idea. Oh, yeah. The idea. I yeah. think he'll give the answer. Ah, oh, well, you know, we're always looking to find ways to improve our team and things like that. Nick can definitely do it if we wanted to. He might shut it down, though. He might just go ahead and shut it down. Well, I feel like Nick kind of shut down my, you know, hey, will you ever play linebacker? Um, he's like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a DB. Yeah. I think he's kind of locked in as a DB. And um, also, you know what, uh, the video game thing. He yes. kind of. He kind of did say he felt like being in a locker room, there would be some guys that would say, I want additional money. Mm-hmm. But I think, to Chris's point, and I think Nick kind of agreed, he was shaking his head when you said it, there is some, you would get some pushback internally from your teammates if you were the only guy <laughs> who didn't agree to be on the game. And speaking of the video game, he gave himself an 86 as a freshman for his rating. Now, would that have anything to do with before the season or after the season? Because there's a big difference between 
your rating when they haven't seen you play at the college level and after seeing you for a full year. So I'm assuming he's saying that's what his rating would be before he even touched the field. That again, going back to the confidence thing. Yeah, there's no way. So I don't, I don't know if there's, there's very few freshmen that going into their freshman. So say the game comes out, right? And you've got a freshman on there that would have been an 88, and I don't think. Although maybe you could say he deserved it after the fact. I don't think they would have made Nick an 88. Like, he wasn't like a five. Like, you need to be like a five-star kid sure. to get an 88 rating. Yeah, but... But going into this year... Oh, yeah, this year, different story. He'd probably be the highest-rated guy on the defense this year. Yeah. Right? That's safe to say. Yeah. Probably. He'd be, he'd be one of the highest on the team, I think, overall. Mm-hmm. And he said that the speed attribute... Did he give us an actual speed... I don't think he gave us a he number. He didn't give us a number. He said, he uh, said it, it would be, probably be the highest out of all of his He did say it would be the highest. Yeah. But it, it, he didn't give us a number. Yeah, we're going to have to double back. Because the, what the ratings, you have speed, you have like awareness, agility, strength. Tackling. Tackling. Coverage. Coverage. All the different yeah, yeah, a couple of those. So, he, I mean, he'd be pretty highly rated in all those, but I think speed would definitely be the top spot. Uh, all right, we are broadcasting live from Goldline Framing out here, 511 12th Street in West Columbia, hanging out for a few more minutes, going until 12 o'clock. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs on 107 by the Game. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Firemen, with Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head, on your home of the Gamecock, 107.5 The Game. You have been selected as the first astronaut to explore the planet Mars. All right, and welcome back in to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler West and Chris along with you for just a couple more minutes hanging out here at uh, Goldline Framing, 511 Salt Street in West Columbia. Shout out to our guy, AJ, who came in and claimed the Spencer Rattler mini helmet, said he was literally working right down the street, rushed up here, uh, hopefully uh, hoping nobody else was going to take it before him. So that one is off the table. Do still have some gift certificates and some baseball tickets to uh, give away as well, but man, it's been a fun morning out here. It has. We're at 511 12th Street, West Columbia. By the way, their number is 803-739-133. Seven, still lots of get, uh, great Gamecock stuff on the wall that you can buy as well. Uh, but if you get down here in ten minutes, we do still have a couple of giveaways too. Yep, sounds fun. Uh, Nick Emanwari was really, really good, guys. Uh, enjoyed talking to him. I felt like we had a lot of. We were talking about it before we even came on. We're like, man, we have a lot of stuff to cover. I don't think we even got to everything that we could have gotten to with Nick, but we did learn a lot. Uh, recapping it last segment, here's something else I wanted to get you know you guys take on too i asked him about spencer rattler because a lot of the other players have mentioned that spencer really took you know it felt like he took the next step and it seemed more comfortable a lot of them are saying the same type of things about spencer rattler and nick mentioned that too more comfortable kind of in his skin the leadership role and making a lot of plays during the spring i think that's kind of a little bit of almost an underrated storyline maybe just the amount of people amount of teammates that have been talking about spencer rattler well i think even spencer and i think shane beamer has said this too when he first got here he was trying to get settled in and that that didn't just mean scheme that meant i think as a leader as well and you don't want to be the guy that comes in and starts telling people what to do and it doesn't go off very well when that happens your teammates kind of push back a little bit kind of a sense of like who who is who's this guy think he is i think so he came in put his head down went to work and I think once you have a full year with the guys, though, you start to kind of build up a little bit of cachet, a little bit of ability to kind of 
not boss guys around, but to be that leader, to be that guy who knows when to push, when to pull. And I think you're seeing that, and I think that probably displays itself, uh, you know, with confidence on the field as well and how he's playing in practice, obviously. Well, and we saw it took him a little while, really through 10 games of last season, to really get settled in and start gelling with the offense, specifically guys like Juice Wells, and we saw the product of that in those last three games of the season. Now you're carrying that momentum into the spring, obviously continuing on with Juice, you know, working with Trey Knox, Josh Scheiman, these new tight ends, obviously getting getting integrated into this new offense with Dow Loggins, and, and the hope is that you can just carry that momentum from last season through the spring into start of this season where he can live up to that potential that we all hoped for when he got to campus a year ago. Yeah, I think Chris, the way they're kind of trying to structure this offense too um, probably fits, not at this exactly the same terminology, is probably a little bit different at times, but fits what we saw them try to do during those games where, hey, guess what, all of a sudden everything started clicking but they did sort of chop down what they were trying to do offensively, I think and they're trying to do everything they can. It sounds like to carry that over into this season. Yeah, there there was some good to build off of last year, and so the the amount of concepts and plays and personnel groupings they were running at the end of the year, you know, it was it was vastly scaled down from what we saw against, say, Florida, right, which was a, a disaster offensively for a lot of reasons. You know, whether it's turnovers or what they took into the game, they're able to scale everything back, and I think we'll, we'll see we'll see some additions, right? We'll see some terminology changes. But offensively, it'll be, I think, just playing to Spencer Rattler's strengths, you know, being able to play faster sometimes um, and being able to just administer the offense in a way that caters to his strengths is going to be a a big point of emphasis. And I know CBS Sports put out this article the other day about seven quarterbacks that could play their way into the first round with a good season in 2023, and Spencer Rattler was on that list. And when he got to South Carolina, I think everybody thought, okay, he's going to be here for one year, get what he needs out of here, and go fairly high in the NFL draft again season didn't quite work out the way he wanted it to up until the very end there Um, but yeah if he comes into 2023 offense goes well he has a good season improves on his numbers from last year there's no reason to think that he can't possibly be a first round guy at worst maybe a second round guy well I think it sets up pretty well for Spencer the the key obviously going into game one would be to win the game but it's going to be billed by the media as Spencer Rattler versus May so, you know, I, I think from that standpoint, it's going to be set up like this is a one-on-one matchup almost because we know people like to kind of latch onto those storylines. So I, I think for him, it's kind of an opportunity to build an early season sort of uh, headline moving into the rest of the year. Yeah, just build that buzz. And, and, you know, you look like at the last draft class of quarterbacks – all of them were kind of divisive in one way or another because it was, well, should Bryce Young be the number one pick or should he not because of his size, this and that. You know, Will Levis was obviously very polarizing. Anthony Richardson was polarizing. C.J. Stroud, does he deserve to go number one? What about, you know, he's going to go to the NFL and his receivers at Ohio State are going to be better than what he has in the NFL and on and on. It's, you always see some of that. But Spencer's always going to be someone that's kind of polarizing, right? You're, because everybody is so folk, hyper-focused on what ha- happened at Oklahoma, what happened in the past, not to mention anything in South Carolina, right? So for him, it's just about, I think, like Wes said, getting off to that early start, winning the game, winning that quarterback battle. It's a team game, obviously, but that'll draw the, the lion's share of the headlines, winning that battle against Drake May, and that's something that you can, I think, really build off of for the rest of the year. and. For his, really, what this is for him is a contract year, you know. 
No, absolutely. Um, that'll just about do it for today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Again, we've been broadcasting live for the past three hours out at Goldline Framing at 511 12th Street here in West Columbia, right across from Zesto. So thank you so much to Kendall Walsh, uh, the owner, and everybody out here for having us uh, today. We've certainly enjoyed it being out here all morning long. And again, tomorrow we're going to be broadcasting from Firehouse Subs just down the street, also here in West Columbia for the Friday edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour as well as in the bonus and the uh, extra point as well. So excited for that, guys. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, come on out, have a sandwich, and Gamecock Central Takeover is taking over West Columbia, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it is. And, and, and even though, guys, we're, we are about to depart our friends here at Goldline Framing, you still come in. Check out, I mean, there's a lot of really cool stuff here. So if you didn't get to get by this morning, come on by after we get off air here. All right, Halftime Show with Jay and Terry coming up next here on 107.5 The Game. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.